Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly with Matt and Ray. Uh, how you doing over there, Ray? Pretty good, how about you? I'm doing pretty good. We just dropped our new episode of Mostly Ghostly earlier today with our Metro West uh, pal over there, Ray Arnold. A lot of cool stuff. His daughter even stopped in for a little bit and uh, made a quick appearance on the show talking about... Some things such as oracle cards and tarot cards and all that good stuff, which right there is a hint at what the big question might be this time next week. Well, actually, we're a couple episodes ahead, so this you probably won't hear this one for two weeks. Um, by then, I'd like to think that somebody figured out what the uh, what the big question was and the answer for it. Um, but I don't know if I'll get into it now, because who knows, maybe they won't. And we don't want to just give stuff away. Come on. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, so everybody, you know, go check that episode out. Um, and, yeah, this, this t- today's episode's an episode we've talked about diving into uh, a handful of times on the show. And um, the time finally come. So uh, we're going to get into it, and the topic of discussion today is, are aliens really demons? Oof, that's quite a question. Um, what's your take, before we dive into everything, Ray, what's your take on a- aliens being demons? Uh, some of them can be, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird... Uh, weird, the whole thing's a little, a little weird. When I first stumbled upon, you know, the subject of it, it was very interesting because I never really put one and one together to make two. But once you do, there's a lot of, you know, similarities that kind of pop up that you go, well, that's very interesting, you know, and that's what we're here about. We're, we're, that's what we're all about here at the Mostly Ghostly Show is things that are interesting, now, this doesn't exactly tap into our ghostly themes, but, you know, UFO and Alien from time to time has been our, 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 our you know, our slice of pie that we like to dive into, and um, the demonologist aspect of it with the spiritual realm that we often dabble in, it's right up there with that as well. So, um, yeah, when the, when the subject came up and just small talk between me and Ray, uh, you know, as we like to talk about multiple different things that interest us and toss around ideas and discussion. Um, This was one of those ones that really stuck out that made us want to um, venture into an episode on. And uh, the fun part about this is by the end of it, I think it'll venture us into another episode of something else, which um, I guess we could talk about more towards the end of this. it, It kind of relates to this a lot. Um, it could have been a double header with this, but uh, without further ado, uh, we'll jump on into this. And um, the way we're gonna do this is we would, did some research and uh, came across. You know, we'll have we'll talk. You know, talk maybe a little bit about certain things, and then uh, the overall thing of it is we got a, a top ten list of different things that theorists believe is. Uh, magnificent evidence that in, uh, aliens are in fact demons. So as our typical format, 
you know, as we roll through this list, we'll go through each one and, you know, give a little description on what they, what, what, what these theorists uh, feel is, is justifiable evidence, and then we'll give our opinion, uh, and then we'll move through, you know, the, the usual, the usual mostly ghostly format. So uh, I'll start off real quick. Um, no matter how you, uh, how, how advanced humans have become, there's still many things uh, which cannot be explained by science or mainstream scientists. In a various aspects of texts, uh, almost every civilization or even the Bible itself, there is mentioning of uh, demons and angels who have been coming down from uh, the sky and battling with or helping mankind, you know, which is very true. I mean, you have, you get it like we all, I always bring up those old paintings of, you know, uh, religious, you know, religious folks. And in the background, there's spaceships flying around and stuff like that. And the whole demon, the whole, the, the way the whole demon is kind of portrayed in visual form in, you know, older text, you know, pictures, paintings, and such, it, it does have, like, a weird alien, the aliens and the demons in old texts are kind of hand-in-hand, hand, you know what I mean? Um, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's quite a, I mean, it brings, you kinda, it kind of brings up the question of which came first, you know what I mean? What's your take, Ray? What you... On the whole uh, advanced, advanced uh, societies, those demons and angels battling, battling or helping mankind from the from the get go, even in the Bible. Well, if you go far enough back, uh, yeah, there's uh, the old idea of angels. As a matter of fact, angels were around uh, in ancient writings long before demons were and they were beings that came from another dimension or came from another place uh, angels usually helpful the curious thing is that uh, I forgot his name but there was a Greek writer who in Greek when referring to them uh, the word translates as D-A-I-M-O-N daemon hmm. and after Christianity came that was adopted to mean demon or evil. When so there's the good part and there's the bad counterpart. Wings were added later on in pictures, but they were added because the stories had them descending from the sky. Mm. So as individuals, they would descend and they gave them a way to. The wings were a later addition because in early stories, they appear quite often uh, in human form. Walking, people don't even recognize them. Yeah, with um, with the wings, do you think that was like a take on the whole angel thing? I mean, do, because to go take the biggest, you know, demon, if you will, of them all, uh, you know, Satan, Satan himself was a, 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 an angel that was cast out of heaven, and I don't know how the format of like how, you know, man's created in the image of God, I don't know if demons are supposed to be created in the image of Satan, Um and if so, like, they would have wings, too, right? Makes sense. Uh, they, uh, they would. My understanding, uh, actually, Satan was a later name. 
Okay. That came up. The original name was it was Lucifer, and yes. as an angel, he was the morning star, great among the archangels, and he was cast out. The demons that are with him, my understanding is, are those that sided with him against the divine. So it's a group of angels, and there's another story. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the Watchers. Yeah, the Watchers are supposed to be angels on this planet that watch and help mankind about, and I don't know where they got the number, but about 200 of them lusted after women mm -hmm. and mated with them. And that's where we got the, I think it's called Nephilim, Nephilim the giants. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they, that they were the children. Now, when they died, their souls were trapped here. And they are spirits in search of bodies. Now, since they broke the rules and uh, mated with humans, those souls search for a body to inhabit or possess so that they can walk the earth. Mm -hmm. But it all starts with something that came from somewhere else, another, another dimension. And if you tie in with aliens, then uh, some people say spacecraft, but also there's many dimensions out there. They could, whether it's full space, whether it's jump from dimension to dimension anything from another dimension is alien to us obviously mm -hmm. but um, just as angels can demons can take human form or any form they want yeah you can extend that if you wish is that if this society is um, kind of hooked on UFOs and aliens mm -hmm. and if you look at the movies and everything out there uh, there is a big interest in it. What better way for a demonic force to present itself than something people want to see or experience? Mm. They're not they're not going to come as some hideous beast. That'll just scare you. Yeah. So, I mean, anytime anything appeared in ancient writings as a human, they were always handsome or they were always beautiful. So now it's like, here's a door. Let's appear as aliens and we will take the humans that way. We will influence them that way appearing as these beings that they want to see i mean let's face it most people would think it would be really cool if a flying saucer came down and some aliens stepped out they go whoa yeah so you know if you're, if you're demonic that's a perfect way to get in 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 society it also helps them gain, gain more power too right because it's, it's more of like a. uh when you talk about things or you think about things or you know what I mean stuff like that it, it gives them more power so if they were to if they were to I, I don't think people would talk if people were thinking they were demons I don't think they would talk as much about them because it's more of a scarier thing where the, the UFO is an alien it's more of an unknown situation so if they approach and show themselves as what to be an alien um, I think that they would get more attention what do you think about that? I agree. I also think that people here also on this planet also um, immediately assume that, well, if they have a spacecraft and they can travel around the universe or jump dimensions, they must be more intelligent than us. And they're mm -hmm. probably benevol benevolent. Uh, no, I can't even say it. Benevolent. They're probably they're probably friendly and yeah. they, they've got technology and they know all this stuff. So that people are much more welcoming when these things show up. And it's a perfect end for something that's evil. Yeah. 
another thing I wanted to bring up that you you could probably help clarify for me is you know when people see a lot not all the time but a lot of the time when they see the the, the spacecrafts in the sky. It's usually like uh, a formation of lights and stuff, and a lot of the time it's triangles. Um, and I do know, and know, I know you can clarify on this, but isn't triangles like very big in like the satanic culture when the people do like their, you know, pr- the practice of satanic rituals and stuff? Like triangles are very important in that. Uh, it is with some. Another significant thing is if you're looking at the paranormal, usually uh, or quite often, when there is an evil manifestation, mm-hmm. um, the component of it is three. Yeah. And a triangle is a common way because there are three points and they're marking the trinity. Okay. So it's that is an indication of evil right there. Yeah. Uh, what's your take on... Um What's your take on the fact that we'll go bring to bring angels into it as well? Is like, do you think that there would be some type of, uh, for lack of a better word, bitterness from maybe angels or demons towards the human species? Because, you know, the, the human species is kind of like God's cho- like chosen. You know what I mean? Like he... We're like, uh, I don't want to say we're his favorite, or maybe we are you know, his favorite to a degree, um, but like we're his creation and he, he cares so much about us, but you have these, to go with angels, you know, you have all these, they're almost, they're servants, they're there to do God's work and to kind of help and protect him, I assume. Um, I consider them like God's army, you know what I mean? Um, but the fact that they're not... I don't know. I just feel like there's almost like, like that. Like angels don't get in God's. I can't really speak for God, obviously, but like in God's eyes, I almost feel like He looks more at humans as a higher, cares more about humans than angels. You know what I mean? Um, and maybe that has something to do with the fact of Lucifer. Um, I, well, his whole thing was he thought he was better than God or could be God, right? Um, there were. Depending upon which scriptures you read uh, and where they come from, one of the things and one reason why Lucifer revolted is that the divine wanted Lucifer to bow down and serve man as well as him. And Lucifer said, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not serving that animal, that monkey you created, that, I- that, that beast. And he refused. So he refused to do God's bidding. Really? I almost don't blame him for that, as dark as that is to say, because, I mean, that goes into the whole thing where, I mean, what do you, do you think that there's a bit, you think there would be a bitter, I know that angels are sent here to help, but do you think there would be some weird, and, and, and supposedly the only person who's perfect is God, so, like, these angels would be able to have some faultiness to them where they would feel things like jealousy or bitterness and you think that there is some type of um, maybe jealousy for for the human race with them? I would say not with the angels. They are with God. Yeah. They have the standing beyond us. I would say that uh, everything we say the devil or demons would do mm-hmm. is really revenge or to bring down uh, people because of 
our potential relationship with God, uh, our stature with God. Mm. It's like Lucifer turned around and said, oh, you think they're so great. I'm going to corrupt them. I'm going to turn them away from you. I'm going to take them. So it's a, it's a revenge trip as far as the demons and evil goes. We got to get an angel on the show because I'd love to know the relationship between angels and God. I would imagine that if you're in the presence of, yeah, that's not, that kind of takes care of itself. You you have the realization, you have the love, you have the oneness. You're serving. It's it's uh, I don't know. It's I think that they kind of are a step up, though we have the potential to rise to that level ourselves to uh, become one with or return to our creator. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I do think they're a step up, you know. That's why I wonder if... The, if the, in, in, Do they have free will like humans do, or is that supposed to be like the difference between us is that we have free will and they might not be able to. Like, they're just... They're, they're set to be a certain way, and then we could either be faithful or unfaithful, you know what I mean, and and we, we can kind of do as we wish, where I don't think they can. Uh, again, it depends on which writings. A lot of writings depict angels as not having free will. Yeah. My, my question there is, if they didn't have free will, how did Lucifer rebel? So I can't answer True. that question. Yeah, and there are... For him, to, for Lucifer to be corrupted, I mean, wouldn't that mean there would be a, a, an evil even before Lucifer? Uh, no, I think that that was totally Lucifer's fault. It mm. was within him by saying no. Interesting. It's very interesting stuff. Um, yeah, the um, but yeah, I mean, I think even angels kind of fit into this whole thing where people would think that they were almost aliens, were angels in a way too. You know, I think it both. I know we're kind of dealing with demons in this one, but I think angels kind of fit right into that slot as well. I also wonder if like now angels and demons battle off, right? Like they got they got issues with each other. It's not like a. Like in the last episode where we talked about how good energy and bad energy can kind of, or we, I brought up the question of if they could coincide uh, side by side the way that we could walk down the street as a, a good person, you know, um, I guess that's all up for speculation of whether who's good and who's bad, but like, you know, uh, Joe Blow, anybody who's just doing, you know, trying to be good could walk down the street and pass someone that a serial kill that's killed 30 people and you know there's no there's no riff there it's just kind of a bunch of people thrown into one big situation which is life um you think demons and angels could coincide together or do you think it's a, a constant battle I think it's a constant battle by their nature they're not going to be deceived as we are by a layer of skin Mm -hmm. um, they're on. They're on a different level. Yeah. Both of them are on a different level, and I don't think that they exist well together. And uh, because if you if you go back to the early part of creation and you battled, and you take a look at how long the universe is, has been in existence, mm -hmm. then I don't think it's something that you know. Eh, truce. Let's go get a coffee. Yeah. Uh, so oh, sort yeah. of situation. If their natures are opposite. Mm -hmm. And those opposites just do not go together. Did you ever see the movie Legion? It was from like the early 2000s. It was like a... 
I, it was kind of, I guess, a horror movie, but it wasn't like, you know, like pushing horror. Um, and it, the whole plot behind that is there was the, these people that were held up in a diner, I think, and the whole deal was angels came down from heaven and attacked, they were attacking humanity because, you know, because of like that bitter, jealous thing. Um, but I think God might have sent them though. I, I haven't watched the movie in forever. Um, God could have sent them because of you know you know the end of, in the end times it's supposed to get pretty bad. You know what I mean? Um, but I always thought that was an interesting take. I mean the movie's not that great, um, but the, I I always remember the plot really like sitting with me and I do I do if I remember like Angel there was a, a group of bad angels and then towards the end I think there was like a group of, group of good angels if you will that kind of come back come to earth uh, in like the second batch to try and help um, you know humanity well it, in a story like that I did see it a long while ago I don't remember all of the details because yeah. when you said the name I said oh the one in the diner in my head <laughs> yeah 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 okay cool yeah, yeah yeah it's an interesting take I always thought that was fun but there was an interesting show on Amazon recently I forgot what the name of it was that they had uh, an angel and a demon walking the earth that actually did get along hmm. and they both conspired against angels mm. because in that show the angels had one mission and they were portrayed as being very single-minded and that was to bring the end times whereas the angel that had been living among men in human form saw that it wasn't necessary mankind could be saved mm -hmm. and he actually recruited a demon and the two of them conspired against the angels that were going to bring end times no matter what. Mm. It doesn't matter whether humanity could be saved or anything. It's written. It's going to happen. Yeah. And they succeeded. They stopped, they stopped the end times from coming. But it was interesting that the angels in that were portrayed as not having any choice, having being very single-minded. And even towards other angels who may say we don't need to, they were rough. And they were nasty. Mm. So that single-mindedness -minded, was there. And I think Legion is uh, somewhat like that. It can also take that there's enough evil in the world that uh, they came to wipe out evil. And the good angels came afterwards to say that there were still some good people. You don't wipe them all out. To go a little further into that, I know. what's your take on the fact that there's been a lot of like TV shows and movies lately that are kind of glamorizing the devil in like demons and stuff uh like in the show lucifer where they make where the devil's like a cool guy you know what i mean like they're 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 kind of trying to make the devil more friendly in society it's almost like a dark art almost like a ouija board type situation where you know how you can get in the kids section but you know there's all these very pro devil maybe not satanic you worship the devil type things, but there's these, the devil is really your friend, don't, you know, don't, don't fear him, um, don't take him as a bad guy type of plots. What's your take on that? Well, if, uh, like you said before, if the devil were to come, the devil would be charming, and the devil would uh, offer you everything you want. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's not going to scare you, not going to demand your soul. It's it's going to try and trick you. Now, you could also say that evil, uh, de- evil forces, whether you call it the devil or not, could be influencing society. One way to influence it is to change the picture that's portrayed, make it uh, less threatening, less offensive, more attractive. Mm. So the person is more comfortable with it. Is not alarmed by it, and even if some because I saw the show that uh, you mentioned, Lucifer, yeah, and even though he was a bit of a charmer, he was into debauchery and everything else. Of course, yeah. But you know, they paint him as a charmer. People think less badly of his negative behaviors. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what are you planting in people's minds when you do that? What are you saying that uh, this thing? which is uh, basically a demon, uh, is so nice. Are they playing in, into evil's, the influence of evil's, uh, evil's plan? I've always said that quite, there are several ways you may be attacked by evil uh, or demons. There is the more direct, whether it be possession or something happened to you, the other is that if you're trying to live a better life, all of those frustrations, all of those little temptations, all of those little things to tune you away so you don't become more enlightened, you don't become a better person, all of those little things are thrown at you to beat you down. And there also could be that the things that are thrown at you are to change your perception of evil, make it attractive like the show Lucifer, make it uh, handsome, uh, make it charming. Mm-hmm. It's a, Another way for evil to get uh, its uh, claws into you. Yeah, it's an interesting take. They, um, the whole thing with the devil refusing to bow down to humanity is kind of an interesting take on it, too, because, like, I I really don't feel like he should have to of myself. You know what I mean? It's a weird, it's a weird element there. Um and some people will say, you know, religion was created for power to keep people in line. And in a situation like that, that almost sounds realistic, you know what I mean? It's almost like a in a situation where, you know, God is like the government in a way to get a little political with it. And it's like you do what you're told or you're outcasted type situation. Um, weird. I think, I yeah. think also, I mean, you could... rephrase that and say that Lucifer was told to serve Mm -hmm. mankind as he serves God and Lucifer did not want to be anybody's servant except God he was jealous he was jealous of man Yeah, the love given to man and that jealousy is what triggered the whole thing and we refused to do it and then you know if, if he was still willing to you know serve God but but refuse to serve the, 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 you know, these these animals, if you will, of humanity, which, I mean, you look at humanity as a whole, and you know, there's a lot of love in it, but there's a lot of hate, and humanity does a lot of really bad things, you know what I mean? Um, it, you almost can't, you almost can't blame him in a way, and it's not like he kind of turned his back, I mean, he, he turned his back on wanting, doing what God wanted him to do, but like, you know, he didn't... It's not like, you know, he, like he, he was still willing to, to serve God, which was an interesting take. And then it was kind of like an all-or-nothing decision with God, and he said, yep, well, you're out of here. You're not doing what I told you to do. You're out of here. 
And, um, yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd like to read a little more on that whole separation of God and Lucifer. Uh, of course, you know, it's finding the truth within it all is kind of an interesting thing, you know, a difficult process. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, so who knows? Well, <laughs> yeah. the, the, refu- the refusal also led to a rebellion. Yeah. Among the other angels. So it wasn't simply saying no, because you can't say no mm-hmm. and still be serving. Yeah. They actually, uh, tried to Rally. get other angels and together, uh, plead his case, so to speak. It ended up being a rebellion and that's how we got cast out. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. That's no bueno. The um, yeah, any ri- any rising up is not not uh, not enjoyed in the eyes of the person that's getting raised up against. So I could I could see that. It's interesting. The whole thing's interesting. And then yeah, you know, I've heard things about you go look at the not that I'm a Satanist or anything, of course, but you look into the, like the the Satanist way of things and like you know, the Satanic Bible and stuff like that, and supposedly. You know, it was more. It was more of a greed thing that you know, like it wasn't you know, go kill people and sacrifice their souls, but it was more of a care about yourself, don't care about others type thing. It's almost like a, a weird mind your business, keep do you keep moving type uh, type of movement. And if you really kind of think about think about it in that way, I mean. It's very common with a lot of people's attitudes and things that get pushed nowadays, you know what I mean? Um, and, and it's less of a it's less of a community feel, I think, and more of a just kind of, I guess you would, somebody would say a selfish or a greedy, you know, way of living, you know what I mean? But I was interested to hear that when I was, like doing some research years back on the, the whole, what the real difference was between, like, the satanic Bible, so to speak, and don't get me wrong, like, there's definitely parts of the satanic world that are super fucking dark and evil and sacrificing kids and all that madness, but I mean, I think with, like, every religion, I think it's a crazy group of people that take it to the extreme, I mean, Christianity has it as well, and, um... I think that's what that other stuff is, but then there's there was elements that were just kind of I think it was Anton LaVey, I think was the dude who wrote the Satanic Bible if I remember correctly and he was like his elements were not so evil but more self-centered if you will, you know what I mean? Yeah, he uh that's kind of a I consider that whitewashed Satanism. It's very hedonistic. Yeah. It's everything for the self. You don't hurt people. But everything's about pleasure and fun for the self, nothing for anybody else. Yeah. I mean, that may, those are kind of broad, uh, very strong statements, but I don't see where um, it serves anything except the self. I want to say in, in the towards the end of his life on his deathbed, he he was claiming that he was wrong. I think he was one of those. But uh, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Who? But we'll use this. We'll jump into. We'll, we'll jump into our top ten list because I'm sure there'll be plenty of discussion throughout. And um, we're going. We're going hard. We're going hard in the paint, right? Going hard in the paint. So uh, number one, number the, 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 the ladies and gentlemen, 
these are the top ten theories that why people who believe that aliens are in fact demons. These are the reasons why they feel this way. And uh, number one, uh, demons have always treated mankind with cruelty. And that is exactly what some of the alleged aliens do after they abduct humans. Demons are believed to torture people. Um, and aliens do the same with conducting their experiments. Uh, then I have to say, you know, it, it, to go back into the whole thing, you know, with how the demons kind of feel, you know, that they're they're the higher the higher on the food chain type deal, you know. And so there's kind of a weird a weird bitterness towards hum humanity, um, but um. Which, what's your take on what they said of that? Of, you know, how the, the torturing, how the, the tor they both kind of torture humans, which, I mean, aliens, they don't, I don't think, with the alien aspect of it, I don't really think that aliens think that they're torturing. I think they're just, or, or they're just carelessly experimenting. You know what I mean? What's your opinion? Uh, well, there's a couple of things. One is that um, they could be experimenting. Mm -hmm. They could have a totally different perspective. There are some people that believe that uh, we are children of aliens. They originally seeded the planet. They could be coming back to see how things are going. There's uh, another theory that um, there are aliens that come from dead planets mm -hmm. where they cannot and they have problems uh, with reproducing. And they're coming to harvest parts or to reproduce through humans. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at the, the demon aspect of that, is that um, you you would be looking at a demon to find a body to inhabit, a spirit to find someone to take over, and a way to get into humanity. So that's demon-like in that respect. Yeah. And if you are looking at nasty things done, it's just... I think carelessness, and it, it can be evil. If you look at humanity, everything that we look at, everything below us, and look at what we slaughter, kill, or trash, yeah. uh, and we're with no concern for how another living thing feels. Agreed, yeah. So the worst thing that could happen to humanity is to have a group of technologically advanced aliens come along with the same attitude humanity has towards the rest of creation. <clears throat> Excuse me, and then we're screwed. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like that's that's probably more more reality than people would like to think. You know, they don't. The, humanity never likes to look at themselves in the mirror and say, uh, "Oh yeah, we do a lot of terrible things." They they usually like to think that they're you know the higher species and. Well, if we if we break some if we break some eggs, it's just to make that omelet, you know what I mean? And no biggie, it's all for the greater good type deal. Um, when in the end, yeah, you're you know, killing off all these animals, killing off the earth. Look at insects. I mean, you people, you know, kill ant. You go by ant hills, you crush it. You know what I mean? You stomp on bugs, spray them out, um, kill all these animals for food, kill more than what you need to survive. You know kill just for hunting and game and fun, you know, stuff like that, you know. You are correct, Ray. I agree with you 110. Oh, that's scary. 
Being being correct is scary. I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah, you got to be careful with correctness. Um, Number dose. Number dose. Uh, Demons are believed to prey on human beings, and that is why they're dependent on them. Uh, Similarly, the aliens are also dependent on humans as they show up pretty often in the skies of Earth to abduct people. We can uh, only speak for Earth and humans is my take on that. You know, who knows what happens on other planets uh, and how they treat those folks. I assume it would be the same deal, Um, you know, it's just experimenting. And to go, yeah, like the I can see aliens, I mean, demons coming in and, you know, possessing and trying to, you know, making a point to torture and to, to... Destroy, but I almost feel like demons wouldn't need all the hoopla of the ships and the the brainwashing of gray men for to do their tormenting. Um, and I do think the alien thing with all these abductions and stuff, I do think it's less uh, sinister and evil and more uh, learning. You know what I mean? Like uh, experiments to kind of see what what is going on. Um, and I do feel like they would have, the, like you said in the in the last one, like I do feel like they would be, they would look at everything else the way that we look at everything else. You know, I think every species kind of looks at themselves as the higher power. You know, even animals in the animal kingdom, you know, with the tigers running around eating zebra, they do that because, well, they're hungry, but they also consider themselves to be, you know, higher on the food chain, so... It is what it is, you know what I mean? Uh, as far as we know, if they need humans for something, mm-hmm. um, let's say breeding or anything else, they could be doing what we're doing to animals. In other words, what they're doing is producing over there their own GMO humans for their mm-hmm. purpose. They're genetically modifying, whether it's to bring them back to their planet, to take the eggs, um, whatever. In that sense, they wouldn't be that far off from us again. Uh, it's there would be some similarities there. It doesn't have to be demonic. Yeah. Uh, as far as yeah, the spaceships and the presentation and stuff. Like I said at the opening, that would be a convenient way to get people to accept you, but it's also a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, yes. also keep in mind that if the uh, demons can possess a person, they could probably possess an alien too. So mm-hmm. what's behind that? Uh, little gray man you see over there that's true that is true the um aliens are brought up in the bible um and you said you know demons weren't brought up for a while is that what you were saying earlier yes okay i wonder which came first you know i mean it's never and you know alien could be considered demon because it's just the unknown and it came from somewhere that couldn't be explained you know, it's very possible that they're one and the same, you know, like the argument goes. Well, it's a, if you take a look at the, you have Lucifer and you have the, you have the demons, you have mm-hmm. the fallen angels, those that uh, uh, are walking the earth that seeking bodies to inhabit, the spirits to inhabit. You have, um, as far as Satan, that was originally a character, uh, someone, I think it's the book of Job, if you look uh, in god's court there is someone there when god is praising job and that other character is there saying well he's really not that good 
And then you go through the whole series of tests. And so Satan, actually, that name comes from there. And Satan is the antagonist to God. And if you go into the, um, I think it's the Muslim, then you have their evil spirit, the Shatan, which translates to Satan. Mm. So these name, that name, a variation on that name keeps on, keeps on coming up and it's always the antagonist. And if these creatures are antagonistic, then they are opposite humanity, opposite what, uh, God's plan is for humanity. You think when they have that whole deal about how things come from the sky and how heaven's in the sky, like heaven's more of a spiritual, dimensional type realm. It's not in the clouds, you know what I mean? But the fact that that's where these aliens would come from, these UFOs would come from the sky, leans more in the direction of, you know, leaning into that theory as well. You know, saying that it's in the sky is very primitive almost, where it's like... You know, it's it's unknown. So say, well, there. That's where they are. Like, you know, the whole ta- the whole. T- what's your take on the whole heavens in the sky, hell's down below? I think that if you go back far enough back, and this predates a lot of the technology, yeah. uh, particularly when you had a very basic agricultural society, your main life giver was the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was no sun, nothing grew. Truth. Um, nothing grew beneath the earth. Uh, if you went into caves, they were dark and creepy. Mm-hmm. And people were fearful of the dark, of those places. So hell went down and heaven went up. Uh, I think in ancient cultures, that was a fairly common thing. Yeah. Uh, they all, they associate different cultures, uh, associate heaven or divine beings all with up. And that's where the that's where the uh, life giving sun is. That's where the air is. That's where you can see. That's where you can breathe. Down in those caves, no, that was just dark, scary, cold. It offered nothing, um, uh, except for maybe protection in a storm. But then you got right out. Mm. Yeah, true. Uh, number three, which I I think to be one of the most convincing arguments of the the, the whole the whole list is um, uh, it claims that, uh, claims believe the alien abductions can be stopped by invoking the name of the Holy Lord in the same way demons uh, you know are afraid of the name Jesus Christ and I've heard both I've heard I've heard people say in abduction things that they have brought up Jesus's name in an abduction and that uh, or like in, in, in a situation where they felt threatened by a supposed alien UFO type situation and that it disappeared when bringing up Jesus's name. And then of course, you know, of course, you know, with the demon aspect of it, it doesn't like the name of Jesus. You can go into possessions and all types of uh, stuff like that, casting out demons and pushing back evil spirits and stuff. People like to bring up Jesus. Uh, What's your take on that? Um, I'd say if there was some demonic or evil entity attached there, then the name would probably be helpful. Yeah. Um, what you're assuming is that some someone from another dimension or another side of the galaxy would have the same background as we do. Yeah. 
And that's kind of a stretch. They might recognize and have a deity. It may be the same God as us, but they would call it by a different name, maybe have a different history of revelation attached to it by revelation of how it was revealed to them. Mm-hmm. So a specific name may or may not work. I think most likely wouldn't work. I think it's more of the energy and the power and the goodness behind the name yeah. than the name itself particularly if you're dealing with uh, evil aliens or demonic entities. Yeah, I mean, that's why the church, that's why the church doesn't get down with aliens, because to to admit to there being aliens, you would have to admit to uh, the fact that they're not really spoken about in the Bible when they would be, and it kind of goes, goes against their whole deal of, well, if, you know, is God just an alien, I mean, an Earth thing, or is it something that stretches out across the universe and cosmos type deal? Um, which goes with what you're saying. It's like, would they, somebody from another world or another dimension, would they know, is God and Jesus big enough throughout the whole picture for it to mean something to them, you know? I think, I mean, on a very personal level, yeah, yeah I believe that there is a God and there is a creator. Me too. I, I cannot believe um, that one who is responsible for the creation of the entire universe, billions of galaxies, multiple dimensions, etc., is known only to one people and one name. Yeah. I really think that maybe across the galaxy or maybe even different times on earth people had goodness and a path revealed to them through different means in different ways god gave them a nudge a certain way and yeah if you go back about a little over two thousand years ago that nudge um happened in israel and that happened through jesus to help us go on a, uh the proper path I also think that if you go back about five, six hundred years before that in that range, uh, in India, Buddha showed up and he was originally rich and then went off on himself to try and turn his back on everything to try and figure out the meaning. Mm-hmm. And if you take a look at what um, came from that is peace, love, compassion. And you say, okay, to me, Buddha got a nudge. He figured it out. And that's the way you're supposed to live. So he got a nudge there. And I think if on the other side of the universe, there may be something, there may be beings, that they've got a different name, but they've got the same compassion, they've got the same love, they've got the same respect, and they recognize one force behind everything. They call it something different. Because they call it something different, we can't turn our back on them. My favorite question among people I asked you once is if if a ship came down and if the aliens come off, would you look at them also as children of God? They're part of God's creation. So they're also children of God, regardless of how they look. Now, whether they're good, bad, what influence, we'll find out once we uh, start interacting with them. But who am I to say they're not children of God? A one God that created an multiverse I have to get I have to say yes they are children like I am and you are yeah I mean I think it would have to be because you take you go and look at like fish fish in the ocean which are completely different than a human but like they're on earth 
So if we were created by a God, I assume they would have to be created by a God as well. And it goes into the whole thing with, I'm not going to jump into a pool with the shark, you know what I mean? Thinking that, okay, you know, it was created by God, it's a good thing. And, and that's the same take I'd have with an alien life. Was a, Yeah, it could be created by the same thing, but it doesn't exactly mean that it's a, a positive or, or, you know, it could be a positive, but doesn't I wouldn't welcome it exactly as being something that doesn't want to harm me, you know? <laughs> In the same way I would a beer or a, or a shark, you know? Well, when I meet people, they get the benefit of the doubt. Their actions yeah. uh, determine whether they still get my trust or not. And I would do that no matter what I bet. Yeah, I mean, I would be open to it. I wouldn't go... Like, if I see an, if I see an UFO that's going off of a spaceship, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be pulling out a gun and shooting them. You know what I mean? I would proceed with caution. I would... The same way I would any anything else I don't know. Like, um, in the back of my head, I would be thinking, you know, well, you got to handle this delicately because this is something that could probably kill you, maybe easier than you even think. And um, But I wouldn't be quick to pull out guns or weapons on it, you know. I'd, I'd want to know the deal first, which uh, is very iffy, very questionable, and very... Yeah, it would take some pure pure inner judgment on uh, on that, I'd say. But yeah, I wouldn't well, attack. I'd, I'd have to get over any any fears of the unknown or strange. I'd have to get by any uh, threats that I perceive of that may have just come out of conditioning from movies, etc. Mm -hmm. But like you also see a lot of times people say, oh, what technology, what this, what that is. No, 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 no. I want to talk to you about the creation of the universe and what have you found out? Yeah. And what, what do you believe? And how did you get the way you, particularly if they're peaceful, how did you get the way you are right now? And I'd love to have a long discussion with them, many of them. Yeah, I feel like they'd, they'd be more foreign to us than we would be to them in a way because it's like, I feel like all the ones that visit Earth would be... It's not like some alien teenagers are getting drunk and stealing their parents' spaceship and going to Earth for the first time and seeing... <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they're people that are kind of... It's a mission. Um, the same way, you know, we would send whoever anywhere. You know what I mean? Where there, It's going to be certain people that have been trained to go do this uh, and go discover this and get bring back research. It's not not these random, you know, beings that are just gonna just stumble into it. Like, I don't really believe in the whole, you know, st yeah. the stumbling aspect of, you know, things just randomly happening. I just happened to stumble into some alienism. UFO just happened to stumble like I don't really don't even believe in the crashing that much like I don't I feel like maybe it would land but like a, a, mis a mistake like I don't I really don't think their 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 ships would be and equipment would be faulty I think they're in a higher realm than us that I don't know whenever I see about crash spaceships and stuff I go that just doesn't seem believable that they would be that they would like not be you know not be in a place where they would crash. I mean, accidents happen, I guess, but for the most part, I assume everything would be respectably sought after and thought about before before the whole mission started, you know what I mean? Well, maybe they got rid of the 5G and all the other stuff that we have around here when they came to Earth. It just took them by surprise and brought the ship down. 
<laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's possible, but I feel like did research. I feel like they 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 don't just study us when with these abductions. I feel like they study us from afar. Like they maybe they have satellites or something close to us where we are being watched, or you know transitions. Uh, you know the the what we our television that we everybody kind of worships in front of and gets all their news and everything from. I almost feel like they'd be tapped into stuff like that. And they would have a pretty good like I I, I feel that with they we're more they watch us more than we watch them type deal you know what I mean like they're coming down they take abducting people and doing tests on it and I, I think it goes further than that where it's not just hey you know a couple times a year we're gonna pop in or however many times pop in grab somebody bring them up do our test send them home. And uh, we'll just wait. We'll catch up with them next time we come to Earth. I feel like there's more, there's more surveillance going on than than uh, than we may think, and definitely more than I think that we do on them. You know, unless it's some secret, secret government or whatever NASA type thing that they got going that nobody knows about, where we're surveillancing actual alien life somewhere, which is very possible. I mean, it's very possible for us to have something of our own set up, some satellite or something set up overlooking this other world or, you know, this other dimension that that other, this stuff happens in, you know what I mean? That's very possible too, but I, I always assume them to be more technologically advanced and have more surveillance of us. Like, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't think that they, I don't think it's one of those things every once in a blue moon or whatever they come here, they abduct somebody, they do the tests, and that that's the only test they're doing is when they bring that person on the spaceship, you know what I mean? I think it's more, I think there's a, they're tapped into a lot more stuff than, like, we'd, you know, think that they would be. Well, I, and I realize this is going to sound a lot like what falls in line with some science fiction films, yeah. but um, as we grow... We send more radio waves out, television, etc. Mm-hmm. As we fly, we start exploring space. We develop nuclear weapons. We do all this. Yeah, there's, there's a very real possibility that they're watching and occasionally visiting with a purpose to find out exactly where we're going and exactly what we're going to do because uh, maybe they don't want us out there. Let's say they've uh, got rid of war, the ideal situation or certain diseases um if they if they've grown past all of that they're kind of watching to see okay what are they going to do now let's go check them out okay it's time for a you know monitoring session um yeah there could be a definite purpose behind it yeah it goes right into the the fourth one here uh goes right up with that with uh you know while alien are believed to be helping with with science and technology, if a closer look is taken, all the technologies that is allegedly uh, showed by aliens is basically destructive uh, in nature and against the well-being of mankind, um, which kind of goes with that thing, like maybe all the technology and all this advanced stuff that we have of communication and, 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 and TVs and stuff is, is was given to us so they could tap into it. You know, you never know. It could be they tap into it. As far as the negative goes, let's say if, um, whether it be weapons or anything else, that might just be humanity taking something and creating what they want out of it and doing what they want. But um, they, I, 
to you uh, a typical debate, and I'm not going to get into it now. But if you know, if someone takes a gun, yeah, uh, put the gun on the table that doesn't do anything. If you're starving to death, you and your family, and a deer goes by, yeah, you can have you can have food. It's up to you whether you take that gun and go and shoot your neighbor. Then it's bad. So what you do with the technology, or what governments do with the technology once they get it from, let's say, from an alien civilization, then it's on them and it's on humanity. Yeah. Uh, the judgment could have been the aliens thought, well, they're ready for this, and then they turn around and go, oh, no, not again. Let's wait another 20 years here. They haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, I feel like if they were re- if they were actually, you know, researching us and figuring us out, I think that they would understand that we usually, we usually, the majority of the time, we usually make negative out of all of our technology anyways. It's usually not, you know, to take, take weapons, you know, take war weapons and even take like a thing like social media with Facebook that's a big blessing to everybody, but it's like, you know, it, it, it divides, I mean, it divides people, um... You know, the original idea of it's really cool and really effective and productive and could do good things and does do good things. But then, you know, once it's become old hat a little bit and it's so in the norm, you know, like a Facebook thing with because, you know, we've talked about before how Facebook's kind of, you know, it's 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 like the opposite of a blessing in disguise. You know what I mean? Where it's like a burden in disguise where you get all these people that worship it and are on their phones and they can't get off their phones. They're addicted to it. And, you know, it gives everybody a platform to voice their opinion, which, hey, everybody can have an opinion. But online, you know, it turns into rallies and and, and, and madness and people just, you know, being people rallying around an opinion of somebody that might not be researched, but they're taking as truth. And now you have all these people arguing and hating each other. I mean, you take politics, for instance. Like, right now, politics are so crazy where you could have, you know, families are being divided over politics. And a big part of our reason why I think politics are so big right now is because of things like social media, where it's not just what you read in the newspaper to yourself, take it in and go, okay, well, this I'm taking it in. This is what I believe is true out of it. This is what I believe is false out of it. Now I have an opinion of it. Now it's everybody is one kind of taking it in. And then you go and, you know, if you if you want to have a negative opinion on it, it can very easily be spread through the masses that way, you know? Well, I think as far as social media goes, um, there's two major aspects. One is it's not face-to-face. Mm-hmm. You don't get to sit down, face somebody, and discuss something. Um, you can blindly put anything out there you want. Yeah. And that's, that's a freedom that, uh, has created it. Also, I think Facebook in many ways reflects ancient cultures in that it's very clannish. Mm. Everybody collects friends who thinks like, who think like they do, who believe like they do, who, uh, say the same thing. So they develop all these little closed clans so to speak. Just like old societies, you may have had tribes and you had clans within it. And you have the little groups all set up. And basically that is that happening is when the two groups collide, then yeah, you've got a battleground. 
uh, where the technology came from. If someone wants to say getting back to the alien thing, if it what, did it come from aliens? Don't know. Would it be a good thing if you were a demonic force where the parading is an alien giving this technology yeah. or just influencing people to help develop it, to divide society, to place it in the hands of the cunning and others who believe like you? Um, these demonic things to bring people down, to hurt people, to drive them away from uh, a better path in life. Um, yeah, then it's an excellent tool of evil, excellent tool of demons. Yeah. yeah. And to go into the whole demon aspect of it, um, of that last one, is like, you know, you know, technology, um, yeah, you know, the, the, the technology and the science is kind of like an enemy to religion. You know what I mean? They go, they kind of go against each other from time to time. Even though some scientists nowadays are starting to talk about the existence of like God and, um, in like a higher power type situation where in the past, you know, it's kind of been not nah, like to, to, to be, to believe in science is to like almost not believe in God and vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's a good mixture of both out there in reality, but. Right. I think that, I yeah. think the very the very successful scientists, and by successful I mean those that have spent a lot of time in their field and have delved deeply into mysteries. Uh, many of those have turned around and said, "This all of this is beyond science's understanding." Yeah, or something had to be behind it because this this just can't happen random. And there's a lot of that. I mean, I would think that to me the newbies mm -hmm. um, and is that, you know, well, I'm a scientist and I know it all. And nobody knows it all. I don't care who you are, scientist or not. Uh, that's, that's the human ego. And that ego, again, traces back to that's what, that's what Lucifer had. Yeah. It's a trait that humanity has embraced. And that's the avenue or the way in for evil. Facebook scientists, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> all right, number five. As per people who have uh, had encounters with aliens, they emit a horrible odor, much like the heinous demons that we've read about in various texts. That one's a little weak, I think, um, because no matter what, you could say the same thing about an animal that lives in the, in the Amazon, you know what I mean, that doesn't, sh and it doesn't shower, you know what I mean, it's just sweaty and covered in the blood of whatever it eats and laying in the, the dirt and shit. It's gonna smell bad, you know what I mean. Um, it's it's you can't really judge something on its smell because it doesn't. Something that grows up in a certain situation doesn't understand that the way they smell is bad. You know what I mean. It's the same thing with like people with body odor. You know what I mean. It's like they're around it so much that they just don't even realize it. So like it's not, you know what I mean. It's not like they're demons. It's just that. You know, they don't. They, they sweat more than regular people, man. Or uh, you know what I mean? Don't take enough showers. Going to take two showers a day type situation. But I thought the I thought the the the, the, the scent. Uh, this one was kind of weak and an excuse. What's your take on that? I think it's kind of weak. If you've got a different bi biology going there, yeah, uh, different chemistry, then you're likely to have. To me, it would make sense. You would have let's say a different odor, mm -hmm. we may find that odor offensive 
they don't among themselves, they may take a sniff of us and go, oh, wow, that's bad. I mean, and the other thing, too, is that, you know, that person could have seen an alien crap their pants and they don't realize that's where the odor's coming from. (laughs) It's true, man. Odors are weird. I mean, there's certain, you could, you could put cologne in front of one person and they can say that's great. You could put it in front of another person, they can say that's terrible. You could put it in front of another person, could have an allergic reaction and die. You know what I mean? It's all different, you know, opinions and, and, and biological makeups, like you were saying. But yeah, and it's well, what you grew up with. Um, I like going out into wooded areas. Mm-hmm. And I've, in the past, I've explored some caves and I've done some different stuff. And at certain times of the year, you get that kind of earthy, musty smell. Yeah. And to me, that's a good smell. Mm-hmm. You take someone who was born in a city and has never left it, would go out there and go, oh, this place smells, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. Put me in downtown New York when I, where I've been. And if you take in, uh, outside of this whole uh, epidemic thing here, I've been there in busy times. Uh, the exhaust and everything else down in that city, and I've been there in the summer, that to me is repugnant. I just do not like that. Put me back out in the forest. I don't care if you call it musty or whatever. I like that smell. It's what I'm used to. It's what I'm comfortable in. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes if you're talking about an alien visitor or we encounter something or they're them encountering us. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, number six. As per mythological text, demons could change their appearance and look just like humans. You talked about this earlier in the episode. There were many first-hand accounts of various people who claimed that they had encountered uh, with aliens who looked exactly like humans. So, can demons do the same thing? I know they're into trickery heavily. And you take up things like the jinn that we've talked about in the past, where almost doppelganger type jinns that, you know, look exactly like somebody else. You know what I mean? Well, jinn can take human form. Angels can. And I believe uh, demons can also. Yeah. I've never heard of an alien taking a human form. Usually they're... Usually they're kind of in their, you know, their gray form or something like that. Um... But yeah, you all, yeah, yeah, you know, demons can possess body people. I assume, I bet aliens could possess too through like a brain, through some type of like telekinesis. You know what I mean? They might be able to get some sort of control of the body in there and get something going. I don't know if they take one look at, at us and say, "I don't want to get inside that funny-looking <laughs> carbon-based thing with that ugly skin on it." Uh. Well, yeah, I mean, our bodies. Uh, who, uh, who knows how long an alien life form lives for? And humans only get, wait, maybe 70 years if they're lucky, 70, 80 years. So it's like, why would they, our, our bodies could be very obsolete and useless uh, to uh, an alien. And I guess if you were tricking somebody, yeah, but, uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't know why you'd want to, with what they're supposedly do, they don't kind of come down and live lives. Who knows? Who the hell knows? Maybe they do, but it's like uh, this. I'll talk a little bit about that later. Later in the in, in the list, I have some uh, Anunnaki type situations to talk about. But like, I don't think an alien really would have to, you know, change up its look. 
Um, I guess unless it was infiltrate, trying to infiltrate society, because this is an alienation from the 90s where uh, people are going to live in harmony with aliens, or like uh, that Bright movie that came out a couple years ago, like... I don't see people have enough have a hard enough time dealing with humans that are different colors and different genders than them. I don't think we could live, you know, with other intergalactic species. So it's possible that I guess that they would they would uh they would, you know, trans transform into something that's more welcoming. Uh they they'd be more welcomed as but um, I don't know. But I think that those are more angels, demons type of things where you would change change up your look. Because uh, aliens, for the most part, are kind of... Like I said in the beginning, I think aliens are more accepted than demons would be. That's why, you know, the possibility of them disguising themselves as the other would be easily ex- more accepted. But um, I don't know. I just don't... I don't Unless they were here for a long stay and they were really they were trying to infiltrate, that's the only way I could see them really changing their appearance into, um, you know, a human form. Opinion. Uh, well, the other thing I was thinking about is why would they want to? Every single depiction of an alien I've ever seen, none of them have here. Yeah. Do they really want to start shaving now? Uh, true. <laughs> Shaving's a pain in the neck. I mean, I don't know if they'd look any better with a beard or not, but whatever. No, that's <laughs> keeping it, keep it on the light side, but why would they want our food? Yeah. Our, our smells, our problems, etc. Why would they want it? I don't think so. Not me. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, various religious texts also claim angels to come down from the skies which points back to the fact that they were nothing but aliens to begin with um yeah then i had some notes about you know satan being a fallen angel himself and all that um and uh yeah the whole sky thing that we talked about not too long ago about does the bible say that they come from the sky that god that heaven's in the sky is that where the whole sky thing comes from um, I think it. I think it mostly has to do back with the creation. Okay, created the heavens, and people associate living in the heavens. Yeah, um, they put that together. As far as uh, aliens coming from the sky, there's many cultures, including Native American, but many Aboriginal cultures which recognize what some of them call the sky people, and others call the star people. Mm. Those, those that have come down before and visited. So it's not just a recent thing. There are ancient cultures that cultures that say uh, they've had visitation, yeah. but they always have it coming from the sky. And to me, that supports more of the uh, alien, yeah, I from, agree, sort sort of thing than uh, demon or angel. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with wormwood? Are you talking like wormwood as in wormwood oil? I'm talking about uh, the comet wormwood. I want to do an episode on that soon too. It's uh, supposedly Wormwood's this big comet that's supposed to. That's it's in the Bible. Uh, the Bible, I believe, claims it to be a, a mountain on fire that falls from the sky, which 
to go back to the thing we talk about of, of you know when people talked about things in the past and not exactly knowing what certain things were that they're just going to relate it to the only thing they know. Um, and when I hear a mountain on fire falling from the sky, uh, it's a comet. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, you know, that's is pretty much the definition of, of what a comet would be. Uh, we're going to do an episode in the future on the on on that because there's a lot of weird takes. And there's actually there was a comet. Um, I forget the name of it right now, but it's it's working its way towards us and. Uh, it's it's not supposed to hit us, but the gravitational pull of how close it gets is supposed to cause uh, cause some ruckus with us. But um, yeah, the wormwood thing's interesting. Um, uh, the only wormwood I know is what they took out of the original absinthe, which was really deadly, knock you back stuff. Yeah, um, and that's why it became illegal. And they took that out of it. Okay. Um, and there's a legal version without that in it. And this goes back to my college days. Yes. And stuff. So we used to get vermouth, which has a little bit of wormwood, used to have a little bit of wormwood in it, by Abasante, which was the legal version of absinthe. And we used to do shots back and forth. And I, that'll give you an experience, ah, believe me. Yeah. We were talking about this recently. We'll have to do an episode on all that enlightened uh, drugs and drink. Stuff to help out the mind, <laughs> supposedly. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. while you mix those two, you sit there, you look at the wall, the wall starts moving, and you're going to start seeing other dimensions. That stuff is nasty. Really? See, I've always wanted to take something that did that. Um, I've always wanted to try one of those weird drugs that, like an LSD uh, mushroom, you know. I've tried mushrooms before, and like... I didn't really see, you get a weird feeling, but you don't really get, vi the visuals aren't really like, the only visual I remember from mushrooms was, I remember looking at telephone poles, and uh, the best way to describe it is like back in the day at barbershops, they used to have that, that candy cane thing that would, that would swirl, it was red yep. and white, that's what I remembered from mushrooms, is that it, it was, bl the telephone poles had that, but it was black and white, almost like when, uh, in, in, in filmmaker terms, you know, when you see when things are too bright or whatever, and you start to see lines in your film, it's kind of a digital film. It's kind of like that. And uh, I've tried LSD before. Um, I've only, I, I never did multiple. <laughs> I guess the more hits you do, the more fucked up you get. Well, obviously, but like that's what I guess. I've only, I've only encountered, I've only done one hit at a time um, in my day because I don't want to. I you hear too many horror stories of people going on trips and uh, forgetting to pack their bags because they never come back. Tape deal. So I don't want. I didn't want to. I didn't want to take a trip that I couldn't come back from. But. Um, with the L yeah, LSD is just kind of like a weird giddy feeling, um, at least with one hit, at least. Uh, maybe someday, maybe someday, because I'd like to see stuff. I'd like to, and I've seen you look, you look down at the rug or whatever, and it, it moves, you know, yeah, that. But as a kid growing up, you, know, you always hear the stories about seeing the pink elephant in the room, you know what I mean? And, like, I've always wanted to take something that was so... Uh, strong so to speak that you actually see you know things that aren't there so to speak <laughs> um 
That's why I brought out the other day. I was bringing up that like that, that those weird like Indonesian like um, like third world country drugs and you know the DMT that's real big right now and like uh, those other was some Padawaska or whatever it's called. Um, weird, weird stuff because people talk about it with an enlightening and you know that could be from the aliens too. You never know. Um, let me get, well, yeah. When we finally get on that topic, bring up mushrooms again. Yeah, you got good mushroom stories, and I'll tell you a little bit about uh, mushrooms. All right, cool. We'll do a we'll do hallucinogenic episode. All right, back on track, boss. Um, number eight, uh, people. People that have people who've encountered aliens claim that they have the ability to vanish into thin air all of a sudden, um, like magic or witchcraft. Demons are known to do the same in various mythical books. I get like I, I assume that you know I don't know if that would that would d- determine that they're demons or whatever. I would just I almost feel like a vanishing act is universal like let's get the fuck out of here you know what i mean like i don't want to be seen or i need to return or you know i wouldn't i mean you take magicians like merlin and shit and even like you know fucking david blaine nowadays does shit where it's disappearing act and it doesn't mean he's a demon or an alien it just means that that's one of those one of those things and so my take on that is just because they can disappear in thin air doesn't mean they're either or. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, if if it is in fact from they're coming from another dimension, that could just be when they return to their dimension, they disappear. Yeah. Um, you could also talk about, and uh, it's popular in science fiction, cloaking devices. Mm. When they're done, they basically hide themselves, uh, uh, rearrange uh, the path of the light waves so that you don't see them and they get out of there. It's their first step of leaving so that you don't see how they came or how they go. I heard a crazy theory. This is more Behold the Pill podcasty, but this is interesting, so I'll bring it up. Do you remember a couple of years ago there was this girl, I forget where she was from, but uh, she disappeared and then they found her in like a like on top of a hotel in like a water like in, in where they keep the water type deal and there was there was footage of her going around from the hallway in the hotel where they see her kind of frantically you know running back and forth and being scared but there's nobody there and like she's in an elevator and she's all scared and shit and then she went missing, and like two weeks later, they found her on the roof of this hotel in this place that nobody could have legitimately got to, and in like this water, like this thing where they kept water for whatever. I don't know what they kept the water for, but it's this big like tub of water type thing, and she was in that decomposing, and it was the water that would supposedly went into... It was like in within the plumbing, but it was on top of the building. But do you remember that story at all? I don't remember that, but I know that's where they keep tanks for the sprinkler system, so gravity can bring it down if it's activated. It doesn't oh. rely a lot on electronics. All right, maybe that's what it was. Then yeah, the um, but yeah, there, it was just kind. Of, and I remember at the time it was on the news and stuff, and it was like a big deal, and it was 
that was the whole deal with this. In this, nobody knew why she was scared and freaked out. And yeah. you know, in, in the footage from the cameras, she was running around, but nobody was following her. And I remember I was listening to a podcast, and there was somebody talking about those cloaks. They said it was a medium was 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 feeling out the situation, and they said what it was was there was a person that worked at that hotel that was like a Satanist. Uh, it was known, you know, they they've killed other people before, and they said the whole reason with the, with you not seeing the person was a cloak, and that was the first time that I, I've ever heard that mentioned. And supposedly it was like in an as crazy as it sounds, it was like an invisibility cloak where they put this, and it was something being like tested or something like that by the government, some weird, weird thing. And when you put over this, put this cloak over you, you can't, like, you can't see you. Like that's, it's a wrap. Like that's that. You're just invisible. Uh, is that kind of what you were going with right there with that when you brought up that cloak thing? Yeah, uh, a cloaking device uh, is what I was going. Another thing occurred to me is yeah. that and if you're talking about an advanced civilization, mm-hmm. um, have you ever heard of biolocation? Biolocation? Yes, yeah. being two places at once? No. Uh, okay, that is something which uh, certain disciplines practice. Mm-hmm. And basically you're in one place and you project your image and you project yourself to another so that you're actually in two places. It's well, yeah. not the same as remote seeing. I've heard a projection like that, That, yeah. Yeah, so, so you're actually in two places. And people can see you in that second place while you're not there. Hmm. You're like I could be sitting here and you would see me uh, since we're doing this uh, remotely. If I'm sitting here and then you see me and I'm standing in your living room. Well, that would be by location. I would be projecting myself or locating myself, the image of myself, to your living room. Hmm. And you, you would see me. You would think I was, I was there, but I wouldn't be. I'd still be here. They were going to make that world. They were going to make that a big thing, and the gas company shut them down. They said we need people to travel in cars. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, though. I mean, someday. Yeah, and I assume, I assume with all the weird science and, and, and you know, the, there's certain science to go into dark arts dark and art. how, how to figure out things that are, like, almost impossible and stuff. If they could, ma- I mean, invisibility is probably one of those things that they've been trying to master forever. Because it's, like, it's like, that and flying are, like, the two big... It's kind of like when somebody says, hey... If you could be a superhero and your ability could be to fly or be invisible or have ultimate strength, like, invisibility is always thrown in the mix. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. Yeah, in a lot of of disciplines, um, and I'm not talking satanic, Mm -hmm. um, the idea of bilocation is sought after and practiced to be able to, to project yourself, to be able to be in two places at once. Yeah. It's not that uncommon in certain parts of the world in, in certain disciplines. Now I'm thinking that maybe the aliens uh, would be able to do that also. They might be on a ship somewhere else and they can project and they can bilocate so that they're also on the ground interacting with the human. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and I, I assume anything that humanity has, even our deepest, darkest secrets that even the society doesn't know about, I'm sure aliens know about and have the technology if they haven't given the technology to us. And to go back to the disappearing thing, um, with the space, I've seen a video once, which is probably the most believable UFO video I've ever seen. And um, I think I've talked about this before, but it shows this shows the spaceship, and then in a then it's just gone. And um, what they did is they actually took down the they grabbed the footage, and they slowed it down to some incredibly slow speed. And what you realize is that it doesn't disappear; it just it, it just goes up into the atmosphere so quick that it looks like it disappears. So, like, in the same realm, in the same sense of that, maybe it's not them disappearing, but maybe it's them just, ex- you know, excelling into the in, into the sky so quickly that, you know, you don't know what the fuck's going on. They're just not there anymore. So, you're like, oh, they just disappeared, man. You know? No, could be. Definitely. Which would be alien technology. Yep. Um, let me see. And I mean, if we had all this technology, like there wouldn't, I feel like there wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be, you know, wars are mainly for money and shit like that. You know, like realistically, nobody has to go to war anymore. It's just a money making machine. Um, and especially if we had these technology, and I do think that we have a lot of this weird technology behind closed doors that isn't, you know, the public's not allowed to know about, but we still have, you know, kind of goes into the whole thing. <clears throat> with like the weather machine, I'm sure you've heard about how we got like a weather machine. I think that's more of how war- wars will be fought or like real when real situations need to be destroyed, so to speak. I think that's the future of war. Um, is you know whoever aiming this this weather machine thing at wherever and saying, all right, and then you know a, a, a tornado. Well, and maybe multiple tornadoes or a tsunami or, uh, uh, you know, earthquake, you know what I mean? I think that, that that's the future of war because in that way, in the way society is now, it's like I think people are now, you know, America used to be very big on war. Like war was a good, pr- something to be proud of. We're proud of going to war. And I think with the newer generations, it's not wars become a burden, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that it's, it's not a burden, you know what I mean? Because, you know, going anywhere to kill a bunch of people for someone's opinion is definitely a bad thing. But I think that there'll always be big moves like that, that that'll happen. And I think the future of war will be this, these weather machine type deals where the blood isn't on people's hands, so to speak. You know what I mean? Where they can say, okay, well, you know, so-and-so this dictator or whatever needs to go. Um, and if they can't get, if they can't get their own people to kill them, help their own people kill them, like in a, a Gaddafi situation, then they'll just say, all right. And they'll drop like a fucking tornado on their head. You know what I mean? And that way they can say, well, we didn't do it. It's, we're glad he's gone, but we didn't do anything about it. You know what I mean? Well, as far as, uh, war goes back in the 50s and 60s the uh russia and the u.s yeah uh, and the cia they were working on training people and they were training psychics and one of the things they were training 
than four was remote viewing, mm. where you're in one spot and you can say what's happening somewhere else. Now, the potential there, as far as espionage goes, to be able to see what's happening somewhere else uh, and know what someone is going to do is immense. But who's to say, number one, they stopped, and number two, they didn't go into by location and teleporting and other things that uh, are out there that they're not still training people and not still experimenting with that. That's the ultimate uh, secret weapon because no one knows because your operative is sitting in one room and they're doing something that has an effect on the other side of the world. Yeah, and the, all these greater powers that are that dabble in things like that. Like, I don't think there's no there's such thing as stopping. You know, I don't think there's such thing as we reach a certain point we're gonna stop. I think it's just the sky's the limit, um, and they're trying to figure out everything. And you know, we'll never find out about it. But you know, all that stuff I think is they're trying. They're still pro- all the you know with the psychics and all that. There's a lot of weird things, you know, spiritual dimensional things that I think they dabble in. And um, you know, I think you know we'll never know about it. But you know, once. And I, it, it, I can even speak for myself. If I was in a position where I was, I was getting into all this crazy, weird stuff that, uh, like that, invisibility and being able to be at two places at once, like there's no reason, there's no reason to stop the the hunt on all these things. Like you're gonna wanna. These are the secrets of life. You know what I mean? Like if you could figure these things out, it's like. It's like the impossible. It's like figuring out the impossible. So like, yeah, I don't think any of these people would stop. You know, this these the trying to figure out how to do these things or, or advancing what they've already figured out. I think it's just, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, I don't know, man. I think it's just uh, destined to happen, so to speak. Well, I think that's more ego and governments yeah. do that because um, there are people that spend a good part of their life exploring these things, and they don't do it for harm. Yeah, they do it for self-realization and to help other people. It's just, unfortunately, they are the ones that are rare. And, um, yeah, once you turn it over to the egotist and once you turn it over to the government, it all becomes a weapon. Sadly, that's what it is. What's your take on magicians like a Merlin or something? Um, Primarily legend. They probably had someone who either knew science or was able to do things outside of the norm. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where the legends built up and uh, came from. Yeah. I agree. You think they had any, like, uh, help from the other side? Um, A dark art or, you know, contacting, you know, contacting, you know, the evil spirits, if you will, and saying, you know, you know, do my, help me with this and I'll do your bidding. That's a possibility. I met someone uh, years back who was working very heavily with the elements and influencing the elements, and that could be things like wind yeah. and and things around them. They were a fascinating person to spend time with. Mm. Um, but their thing was getting in touch with nature and also being able to relate to nature and influence nat- the nature around them. Uh, and like I said, the the easiest thing is that, you know, it'd be a quiet day and they would do a meditation and do some things and then suddenly it gets windy all around them and then when they come out of it, the wind goes down and it's like, whoa, yeah. where'd that come from? 
how come only your spot? <laughs> so that's what they were working on is connecting with nature around them and the forces around them on a level that most people are not available, uh, don't have available to or not willing to put the work in, don't have the discipline. Yeah, like I think a lot of the, all these like big bozos that, you know, TMZ and, our, and, and, and all this dummy culture makes into celebrities like, you know, the Kardashians and all these big pop fucking stars that like push terrible messages to the youth think that they're all like caught up in these dark arts where like they've they've given their soul for fame and in return it's like you, you can use my influence to corrupt all these fucking people you know what I mean I think it's kind of like that in, in a weird way of you know with, where, where, where these magicians will say well you work through me let me become this powerful respected magician and through my influence um you can rate you can you can kind of get your message out there as well and uh i mean it'll eventually consume them of course because they're dabbling in evil um but i think for a period of time like it's an even trade of yin and yang give and take type deal well my question to anybody who um dabbles in evil Mm -hmm. anybody who tries to prolong life forever and gain power is that uh, we are not immortal. We were not created immortal beings. We were created to die. So we do have to leave here. And when we do, what happens then? Everything you spent a life on, uh, working on, is left behind. The flip side is if you take someone who is working their life to become enlightened, to connect with the world around them and even beyond, um, when they pass on, then they're moving into a plane and up to a plane that they're prepared for, and they're letting everything go behind them. All of those false things that they held on to, false gods, in a sense, um, they're leaving all that behind. I'd hate, I'd hate to be the uh, ones who feared death and craved power and influence and that was their whole life because when that's gone what's going to happen to them on the other side that's why they that, that's why they try and live forever to stay away from that you know what i mean they also probably they're dummy and they're kind of feel like you know i could i can dabble in this and it'll be my friend you know like they, we've talked about in previous things with like the you know satan worshiper things that go well i'm doing his deeds for him so when I die, you know, I'll be, he'll be my pal, you know what I mean? And it don't work that way, you know, it's trickery and, you know, you're still going to have to go, you, you ain't going to be held up high and no, you know, in the, in, in the hell realm, um, whether it be in your, your psyche or a physical place, the, um, but, you know, there's a lot of people who think that they can f- buddy up with him almost, you know what I mean? But like, they don't know that he's a... He's a trickster, man, and he'll make you think that you're good, and you're gonna, you're, you're, you're still going to the fucking, you're going to the fire pit. You know what I mean? It don't matter what you do for him; it is what it is. Um, I think it's more one of those things. But yeah, I think they think, I think they think that they're, they either think that everything's gonna be cool, or they're just so blinded by ego and what they want and greed that they just, they just say fuck it. Like I don't care about the, the end. I just wanna 
right now be great and be idolized and be loved by all these people and that's what's more important and they say hey I'll deal with what I gotta deal with after the fact but right now I wanna be uh, numero uno you know which is I still think I still think the ultimate karma is that uh, when they pass then they're reborn they have to figure it out and then they have to go through that all over again mm-hmm. and once again fearing death because they didn't figure it out the first time so here here's another 80 90 years or so to try and figure it out oh while you're there you're gonna die again that to me is like really that's hell for those people well my take on my take on that would be if you die and come back i don't think you would fear death again what do you think on that Uh, unless you awaken yourself to its true nature yeah you would be fearing it because you'd be locked into that cycle of uh Earthbound in the physical. You think death's so, painful? Uh, I don't think it has to be. Having like died, a, no. Like outside of outside of, of course, being murdered or something like that, or being like you know, a, an actual physical painful death. But the actual process of die, like I don't think the process of death is painful. I think it's more of a slipping away, like into a deep, like a like out of consciousness, like into sleep, like when you're exhausted and you're 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 watching TV and you're slowly starting to nod off type deal and you catch yourself and wake up. I almost feel like death's more like that than than anything else, you know, unless of course you go out violently or something like that. Then yeah, then death's painful. But for the most part, like I don't think like we've said in the first couple episodes of our show, like I don't think I don't think death is a painful thing. I think the worst part about dying is what happens to your body after you're dead. Like, but the actual process of dying, I think, is uh, for certain people it could be peaceful. You know, I think the, the the part of people getting, you know, scared is you know, or the part of people, the fear is the part of is the painful part. I think for certain people, but if you just kind of accept it, like I don't really believe in reincarnation um i feel like it's more you know you just become an energy and your subconscious is still with you even though you lose your body and it's one of those things where you know if you were a bad person um you're 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 left with your subconscious it's almost like you're in the dark like like i don't know how much i believe in going to the pit of fire and burning forever i mean it could, it very well could be that way, and but I think it's all in your head. So like, yeah, you could be burning, but I think that hell's more of like uh, looking back at your life and if you've hurt people, like realizing that you were given this beautiful thing of life one time, and knowing that the time that you had, you squandered it and wasted it on being a bad person when you could have been a good person. I think that is it i also think that there's elements in your psyche that yeah maybe you have you feel burning and stuff like that which kind of makes sense that you you would be tormented by yourself and i also think it's things of just you're seeing visions of your family loved ones and like i i had a dream once and i and it changed my whole outlook on hell and it was just like nightmare more likely and it was like what if hell was like you're in this weird place where you're tormented almost mentally so like you're 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 forced to see your loved ones even if it's not real but you're forced to see your loved ones go through these terrible horrible situations 
and all you can do is watch and you can't help them, you can't reach out to them and comfort them. You're just kind of a fly on the wall and you have to watch all these terrible things happen to them. Um, or even yourself, like if you've treated people bad or you've done terrible things, like you have to watch the outcome of what happened. You have to watch these things continuously play back of, wow, like I shouldn't have done that to that person, but I can't change anything about it. You know what I mean? I think that's almost like what hell is. Deep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought Ray hung up the phone and went when started watching TV or something. He was done with my done with listening to me. Uh, no, I'm out, I'm out back watching the uh, gentle breeze blow the leaves and the trees around. I got a river out back. There was uh, oh, some geese went by, including a bunch of babies. I'm kind of enjoying life while you're talking about life and death. Yeah, you know, well that's the way it should be. All right. Um. All right, next up, number nine. Uh, demons would hardly show up in a crowded place where there is a, is enough light. Likewise, aliens themselves never show up in crowded places where there's a bunch of people, which isn't kind of true because more more often nowadays you're hearing of all the... Even back in the day where we talked about that weird alien takeover in California where, you know, hundreds of thousands of people actually see an aircraft or something like that. Like, you'll never see alien, like the actual alien gray or whatever, right, and, you know, show up in the middle of a mall or something like that. But it's more common to see these spacecrafts in bigger groups. Um, And uh, at night, you know, the fact that they're at night is like... I think it's just easier to see them at night. I think, like, when you're talking about, like, an aircraft, I think it's way easier to see them at night because the the lights and stuff on them. I think during the day, they could very possibly still be there during the day. It's just you're not seeing them because they almost blend in and, and have an invisibility to them. You know what I mean? What's your take on that? I would want to ask somebody, why would they want to show up, like you said, in the middle of a mall? Yeah and cause disruption and panic and the police get called and the government and all of this. I don't think their purpose would be to come here and turn things upside down that way. I think that uh, they would rather be discreet and uh, do what they're going to do in the shadows, so to speak, out of sight for the most part. Yeah, I agree. All right, our, our our last one, number ten. Uh, many demons have been described as reptilian hybrids of humans, much like aliens have been. You know, uh, my take on that is, you know, there there's I've heard a few beliefs and theories throughout my day that there's you know reptilian civilizations. You know what I mean? That they're uh, underground. I've heard underground theories. I've heard the fact, you know, the above ground ones that. Um, you know, that they kind of, those are the ones that would change their look to look more human. I mean, for anybody that dabbles in conspiracy, I'm sure you've, you've heard about reptilians and how, you know, you know, you've seen those videos of the fucking, 
people with the reptilian eyes at like uh, you know pr- presidential debates and shit like that where they're in the background and they get the weird look to them and then they, they I don't know if I believe those uh, videos. Um, I don't think I don't know if I really believe much of the reptilian thing. Um, it's one of those weird things, but you know, and it goes back to the Anunnaki thing where you know they think that the aliens came to Earth years ago, like when we were cavemen type deal, and didn't know what the hell we were doing. Um, that alien life came and breeded with humans and created this more superior, smarter you know, race of people, and that's how, that's when things changed, and um, it began to get, you know, technology started to take off, like, in the Egyptian, Egyptian, well, that's why they have, like, the Egyptians with those elongated heads and shit, um, and they they credit, like, the pyramids to uh, Anunnaki, and, you know, the people that, you know, you know, bring technology in, so to speak, this, this uh, creating the superior half-human, half-reptilian race, um, but, it is, it's, it's, that, Anunnaki is weird, a weird one in itself, um, we'll probably do an episode on that, because that's very interesting stuff, but, um, you know, what was your take on the whole, the whole depiction of hybrid, hybrid humans, uh, crossover, and was there, a, there was, wasn't there stories of, like, angels, yeah, you said it before, right? With the with the giants, the angels were having sex with humans and making these giants. Yeah, that was giants. It wasn't Ephraim. lizard people. They're uh, Ephraim, I think. I, I think that it's more they're transferring fear into mm-hmm. something they don't understand. If you take the idea of the demon, then you go back to uh, evil Garden of Eden, the snake. Yeah. And you take in many, uh, not all, uh, there's an, I can think of at least one exception. In many cultures, um, the snake has been associated with evil. Mm-hmm. So you take the snake and let's say you were living, uh, I don't know, in Egypt. Well, a snake bite could kill you. Those things might be around. You don't see them until it's too late. In many parts of the world, um, you have crocodiles can eat you. Yes. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that falls into that reptile category that was deadly for people thousands and thousands of years ago and anything that was very deadly was something you avoided and became evil and if there was an evil power out there I believe it had to do with people associating uh, making an association saying that oh that form a reptilian form that's, that's an evil form that's an evil thing and people who fear aliens people who uh, don't understand and think they're evil or demonic uh, will basically say, oh yeah, they're reptiles. They look like reptiles. They have reptile eyes. They're reptile people. Um, they bred with people uh, to hide the reptile. And it's an old ancient fear. And I think they're transferring it onto the aliens. Uh, that fear of reptiles and calling them evil, using that to call them evil. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like I say, I heard so I was listening to a podcast recently where they're talking about how the snake wasn't wasn't an evil thing. Like if like uh, like how certain in certain circles snakes are almost like uh, 
like good their knowledge the snakes are like a sign for knowledge or something like that uh, which kind of goes a little bit into the whole alien aspect um, but even the aliens that we see it's like they're not really they're not snake like you know the greys I mean there's been different interpretations of them but for the most part you know yeah little green men which we talked about before is kind of a Hollywood thing you know it's kind of a joke but then the the more known aliens are like these greys um and like to go back to the whole thing of what we don't know is like yeah if if there are if there are let's say there are reptilians or let's say there are aliens little like like greys then once you once once you determine that there's a certain once you definitely prove that we're not the only type of life form which we're not because you can just look at you look at alligators and insects and we're not you know what I mean the only life form but once you can kind of wrap your head around that then then I think you can wrap your head around the fact that yeah there could be gray aliens as well as you know demons like physical demons that roam and any any other type of species or hybrid you know what I mean yeah you've got to leave it open I know that in many uh, certain areas of the country among Native Americans, snake medicine is healing medicine. Yeah. And it's a very good medicine. The reason is because the snake transforms the poison so it's harmless to itself. Mm. And it's used in certain healing uh, ceremonies to remove the poison from the person. And the person doing the healing takes the, the poison or illness into them and transforms it so it becomes harmless, and then they dispel it. But that's called snake medicine. So there are Aboriginal people who really had this respect for the snake, and they saw it differently than most people uh, with a Judeo-Christian background, where it is evil or demonic. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So, Ray, we wrapped it up, and uh, I guess I'll ask you one last question. And uh, in your personal opinion, are aliens really demons? Um, I would say no. Mm-hmm. I will leave the possibility for demons to use the presentation of... Um, or present themselves as in certain circumstances, but I would say overall, are they demons? No, they're simply another life form we don't understand. Maybe haven't, uh, most of us haven't encountered. And by calling them demons, we're just projecting our fears. And that's our lack of our understanding, and that's our egos. We don't welcome them as fe- fellow creatures of the universe and children of the greater God. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. Do you think, uh, demons are like a physical embodiment or do you think it's more of a spiritual thing, an energy or something? I think demons can be both ways. They can become physical. Uh. I think that it has, um, been long enough in so many cultures that they can manifest physically worldwide that they can. And, they can walk among us. I think it is difficult. I think it is mostly an energy. 
It is something that uh, in another dimension trying to manipulate this one and manipulate us for its own purpose, to separate us on our path to return to the divine. Do you think that they have a physical form look or do you think they just kind of mimic other things? I'd say mostly mimic other things. Um, they want to look please, as I said before, they want to look pleasing mm-hmm. and they want to appear harmless. Uh, that's when they're the most dangerous. So would you believe in like a gargoyle face demon that you th- that would just walk? You think just walks around like a, like an entity? Or you, th- you think it's more like like a, like you're saying more of a ne- an energy spiritual thing instead of actual like something you could fist fight with? If you were to take something in another dimension that looked more like a gargoyle, mm-hmm. and it uses its energy to mask itself to look like a person. Mm-hmm. So when it walks down the street, you see a person. But if you have a person who sees beyond the physical world, if you have someone who can tap into those energies, they might just see that other creature, what it really is walking down the street. Hmm. And those are the, those are the people that, uh, really have to work on their protection and work on knowing how to block it. Cause you wouldn't want to walk around all the time seeing everything. Right. Shit. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. With that, we're uh, we're gonna round the episode off. We're at an hour and uh, fifty two minutes right now. We're cruising for a bruising kid. Um, almost two. This will be an almost two hour episode, which will be beautiful because uh, very interesting stuff. I know the first like half hour of it was just us. You know, introing the whole the whole theme, and that was fun and stuff. And going through the list was nice. Some of the things made some sense, and some of them were kind of a little far fetched. But by the end of it, we all we came to a conclusion that we agree on. And um, yeah, there's more evidence out there. Uh, the list. If if we come across any more info, maybe we'll do a part two to this subject. But uh, for the most part, that's our take on whether or not. Ain't uh, demons, blah, blah, not, blah. what are we talking about here? I put my notebook down and lost my mind. Whether or not aliens are demons. And uh, that'll be it. So everybody out there, thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Thank you for the support. You know, um, if you like this episode, check out more episodes. Um, we're on all the platforms where you would listen to podcasts, mostly ghostly, and uh, we're cruising. We're doing real good. We got listeners all over the world, and um, we're starting to catch some serious momentum. Where uh, the, all our episodes have been getting a couple hundred listens each, which you know was very good. And thank we're 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 not as big as the big boys, but we're not as small as the small boys. We're right. Uh, right on our path journeying to where we want to go and thank everybody for taking that journey with us and uh enjoy all the shows and uh you want to say anything else right uh just the usual keep your head up and uh enjoy life that's all you can do words of wisdom words of wisdom so we'll catch y'all on the next episode of mostly ghostly (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.